Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Customer Strategy Podcast. My name is Nils Vinya, and today I'm talking with Jake Jorgovan. Jake is the founder and CEO of Content Allies, and Content Allies is a firm that specializes in helping industry experts and consultants become thought leaders through content marketing. And Jake and I got into an interesting conversation around how to drive the urgency and engagement of his clients. Some of his clients have signed up for his service and then not engaged. And when they don't engage, the Content Allies team has to chase them down and try to get them to prod them in order to respond and engage and ultimately do the things that need to happen in order for the client to get the result which they paid up for in the first place. So this is creating a rather large challenge within Jake's business because this one particular product line that we talked about represents 80% of his revenue. So we came up with a number of strategies for how to drive one, urgency, but two, collaboration between the Content Allies team and the client. And ultimately, this is centered around building a comprehensive customer strategy and being in the driver's seat and prescribing the experience before your clients ever go through it. So I think you're really going to enjoy this episode, and here we go. Hello, Jake. Hey there, Nils. Good to talk with you, man. It's uh, been a little while since you were on the show last time, and last time you were interviewing me, but today we get to flip the tables and I get to help you. So just how you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, things are good. Cannot complain. I'm excited for this conversation as uh, I feel like the cu- like improving customer success in my business has been on the back burner for like a quarter or two now, and it's just like finally time to to make it happen. So I'm uh, I'm grateful and looking forward to this. Now, when when you say customer success has been on the back burner for a quarter or two, what was on the front burners while it was on the back burner? Just curious. I would say like we it's kind of like oscillating between like okay, we built the service like got it working, but then the service kind of changed as we really uh, adjusted the sales and the packaging and stuff like that. Um, and so then it was kind of like, uh, all the materials made became outdated and like, um, the, the processes were kind of like, I had, I had like kind of done a pass through it, but like I said, just things evolved and changed. And, and so therefore I just knew everything was out of date and like, I had done it super early in the business. So it just, as I, I looked back and I, I'm working on it now and I just like, oh yeah, there's a lot of inaccurate things or just uh, things we've changed in our process that no longer are relevant there. And so I think that that's kind of guess why I was on the back burners because I was adjusting the sales packaging and just trying to get that to land somewhere before I dove back into this. It's and really interesting. And, and you're not alone, right? The, the natural tendency is typically to focus on the front end before you focus on the back end. And I'll be curious, maybe I'll ask you this question at the end of the call, but um, I think there's an you know, opportunity to design from the back end and work backwards to the front end that could have a significant impact on the way that um, ultimately you sell because you, once you know what the customer strategy is, then you can be a lot more clear about who and how and the what of your sales process as opposed to the other way around, right? Sometimes mistakes and challenges and things will arise as a result of selling one thing and trying to figure out how to service it. But if you find, figure out how to service it first and then how to sell that, there might be a greater alignment there. I don't know. We'll see. Just a thought. Okay. So um, before we dig in, when, would you give us a little bit of context on your business, who you serve, what you do, and then we'll jump off from there. 
Yeah, so my company is called Content Allies, and we turn consultants into thought leaders through content marketing. And uh, basically at the core of the business, there's really three kind of core services that we operate. I know today we're just going to be talking about one, but um, at the core, we do article ghostwriting for mainly for, again, for like consultants or experts, people who are really highly paid in their field and they don't have the amount of time or energy to actually write their own content. So we interview them and turn their articles into written content. That's the core service. The second one is podcast production, which is like the podcast that you we are on right now. We produce this um, and do all the work on the back end to so that you just show up, have your conversations, and then we do that. And then the third is LinkedIn content, uh, where we kind of create content to help promote that, share that out, keep someone's LinkedIn feed active to help keep them top of mind. Um, so those are the three services. But for today's conversation, we'll mainly be focused on customer success for article writing, which is probably about 80% of our revenue right now. So. Okay, good. And um, having been a current client of the podcast production and a previous client of the article writing and LinkedIn content, can say that you guys are exceptional at doing this. So I'm super excited to be able to return the favor a little bit and spend some time working with you, building a customer strategy for the ghost writing piece, which as you said, 80% of your revenue coming from that one product offering is a significant amount. So if we nail this, and we, you know, improve things. What's what's possible in your business if you get some clarity on the questions that you have um, with respect to how you're serving these clients? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is like, like we're getting a lot of customers in the door um, that are signing up, and then there's like a number of just obstacles or just like friction points that I'll kind of bring up. And I feel like if we can, like we we've got a repeatable sales system in place for this business. Like we're consistently closing deals through outbound, which is awesome. And I'm just like, this is the dream. Like I've got a outbound funnel. Like this is what every business owner wants. It's converting. Um, and if I can just make sure that that uh, LTV continues to grow on the back end, and like those customers just keep giving for years to come, like I am on the path to an incredible business. Uh, but if those just keep coming in the door and then they never get past those like initial few articles and then kind of churn off, then like I'm on a treadmill again and that's no fun. So yeah. <laughs> and it's a gigantic waste of time for you and the people who sign up for you, not to mention the ill will that comes with the reputation that's on the line basically and how you, how you deliver what you actually sold. Okay, cool. So Jake, when it comes to your customer strategy for this article ghostwriting service, what is the single biggest challenge, question, or frustration that you've been struggling with? Yeah, so I think the, the biggest, I guess, thing that we're seeing um, is I guess that our persona is, again, these consultants, people who are experts in their field. So we interview them and we turn their like those interviews into content. And I think like the biggest the biggest challenge I think we're seeing at this point is just the, I guess, customers like not consistently scheduling the interviews, like not being good collaborators with us on that. Um, like it is take, it, there's like a collaborative aspect. Um, and really like, the, like we just have a bunch of where it's just like weeks on end, we're just like prodding and checking in, trying to get the interview scheduled. And like people are just kind of like not lifting their end of the bargain. Um, so that's probably like one of the biggest. And then I um, would say the second biggest is just kind of like making sure that we have those like expectations set along each point of the way and that they understand, I guess, like what is required of them to do these things or what's required to to make, you know, these good content pieces because it does involve them as well. So um, I think those come to mind, I guess, is like the two biggest problems. 
Good. Okay, those are those are juicy ones and not uncommon for, you know, this any type of service, right? And whether it's software or whether you're providing an article writing service, there is some amount of work that has to be done by both parties. And when one party is doing more work than the other, it's a little out of balance and can feel extremely frustrating because you will not make the progress that you want, ultimately, if you were both working together at the same level with the same expectations. Okay, so um, the customer is not being good collaborators. Um, tell me a little bit about, you have this sales process, this outbound process that's working and it's and it's great. What is it that you are actually selling? What are they signing up for? Yeah, so what we ended up finding that worked well for, I guess, like the sales packaging is we sell a um, a launch package where basically we do um, kind of what we set up was we, when we, the point of sale, we send a questionnaire. Uh, that questionnaire is going to kind of get some basic info, kind of get their initial ideas, thoughts from them on content. Uh, we kind of customize that for each customer based on the sales conversation. Uh, we then take that into an onboarding call where we'll kind of present back what we heard and then kind of align on their business and kind of then also brainstorm their content strategy. So we do the strategy session basically um, as part of that onboarding package. And then basically they get three hours of interview time. So we started basically billing um, based on interview time. So you can do smallest 30 minute chunks. Most people do 60 and minute chunks. And so basically someone could do, you know, three hours of interviews, so three 60 minute interviews for three long form pieces of content. We've had some people that do, you know, six 30 minute interviews for like some really short kind of snippety pieces. Um, but that and then with that, they also get LinkedIn posts that will publish to their profile as well to promote each of those content pieces. So that is kind of the core of what we sell in the launch package. And then the goal is that after that, they then purchase like hours of interview time a la carte or in chunks, similar to kind of the, how you're doing the podcasting now where you'll buy, you know, five episodes at a time, like they can buy, you know, three hours of interview uh, time at a, a single moment to kind of help save if they want to purchase more in advance, or they can just purchase each hour at a time kind of thing. So, okay. Got it. So the, so if I understand correctly, this launch package is the first piece. What's the, what's the pricing of a launch package? It's everything that was included there. Yeah. So Roughly. right now it's uh, $39.50. So $3,950 to go through the onboarding and then those yeah, three hours of interview time and essentially would like, turn into three long form articles. Okay, cool. So $39.50 is that initial launch package. And then the goal after they get through all of the time and and resources associated with the launch package is, hey, we did, you know, we had this lift, we had this great engagement, blah, blah, blah. Here's the, this is how you can continue to produce great content with us supporting you by in this kind of chunk. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. And we did it that a la carte way just because we, we originally tried retainers and uh, due to this problem of people not scheduling, retainers were horrible because, like, it was like, are we in like month one? Because like, or month like, you know, month one's taking three months here. Uh, like, yeah. what's going yeah. on? And <laughs> and so it's just like this retainer model is silly because no one's staying on track with it. So that's why we moved to the kind of um, purchase, I guess, hours of interview time kind of thing. Got it. And what is the from the the consultant's point of view? What is when they sign up for this launch package, like what's their mindset state, things that they want the most? Like, yeah, they want articles about their great expertise, but what is the bigger picture of why they're signing up with you? Yeah, I would say um, probably like the biggest trend of customers where they come is that they they've built a good business through word of mouth and referrals. Mm -hmm. And 
they know that they have nothing going for their marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just recognizing that, hey, if you're, you know, content amplifies word of mouth. Like that's like, it's just like the the lowest hanging fruit. If, you, if you've been doing no content and you just start publishing even a little bit, you're going to start getting some more referrals, some more just word of mouth opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd say that that is probably like 80% of the motivations and then also just the, you know, sales enablement, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, wanting to create content that's going to, they can use whenever they're talking to potential prospects, whether that's case studies or like um, cornerstone or pillar content to establish their expertise. Like those are mm-hmm. the, most of the times the core things that people want to start with. Okay, good. So they're, you know, these, what's on the line for them essentially is that their funnel could potentially at any point in time run dry. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? It is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Okay. And having been there myself, and that was one of the reasons why I worked with you in the first place a few years ago, I agree and can totally empathize with exactly that that place. So with that on the line now, these consultants are probably actively working with projects and with clients. And so it's not really a problem until it is a problem. So when you're, you've mentioned the, the struggle with getting people through this and you know having them be good collaborators, what's the... What's the reasoning behind that? Where are they really falling down, you know, when they want this, you know, amplified word of mouth, but they're not really willing to put in the time and effort to actually get there? Yeah, it's it's like I just feel like it's always it just never hits the top of their priority list mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is like what I'm feeling like. I'm just like it, it's absolutely baffling me that we have um, like we're recording this on February 10th. We have Mm -hmm. a customer who signed up and prepaid before the end of December and hasn't had their first interview yet. And Mm. we've had another one who did two interviews uh, in December, and then we just haven't heard from him in a month. And, like, he hasn't given us feedback, hasn't revised anything, hasn't hopped on another interview. Like, just, like, we did, like, two interviews in, like, one week, and then it's just, like, they just go cold. Um, and I and I think it's like they just get busy on work or something, but I'm not sure like how to combat that or expectations to set or how to like handle like right now we're just poking them every week basically. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, which and then they grow a little bit more frustrated with the fact that you're poking them, even though they paid you money already. That in their mind it might technically quote be done or along its way or whatever. I'll deal with that when this project ends and come back to you at that point. Um, when it comes to the the launch package, is there any kind of time boundaries associated with that? Or is it purely just the activities? Um, I have not put any time boundaries on it yet. Um, I've had this come up a few times and I feel like I need to put like at least a six month window on it. Cause I feel like we're going to come up against, actually, I think of one last year where I think it almost extended six months. We got it done, but I think it probably like one person, it took almost six months to get through their first three pieces. Um, six months sounds like a long time to get three hours worth of interviews and a little bit of feed, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, yeah. I like, but, and so I don't know if I need to make that shorter, but like that's, I, I, like, I really think we had one that probably ran at least four to five. So, yeah. Okay. So if, well, let's take a step back here for a second. And you've been in this seat before right? Mm -hmm. You've been the expert, you've been the consultant, you've gone out and sold your services, you've built an incredible following through content. So you are your perfect avatar. 
So if you were in your client's position, knowing that you, let's say you were in a state where you had been relying on word of mouth and not really doing a ton from content, and you were in that position and you were looking at you on the outside, what time frame would actually be appropriate to get you really in gear? Is it 90 days? Is it 180 days? Is it a year? Like what's what's really reasonable and what's going to be the best thing for that person on the outside? Yeah. Um, I don't, it's, it's hard to say, like, I'm just trying to like put myself in the shoes of when things are crazy busy at times. And I feel like, I feel like definitely like a hundred, 180 days. Like if they don't get it in by then, then like they're just putting it off. They're like there's no, there's no reason that in half a year you can't, uh, 90 days. Like, I feel like that's a good level of urgency to say like, Hey, get this done. And that's, I mean, ultimately like one piece a month, um, which I think is like, a good level to go at and stuff. And even if they had one down week, they can cram in like three articles in a week or something. So, um, yeah, I'd say like 90 days, I feel like should be a reasonable thing. And if someone needed to extend it, we, you know, we probably would, but setting that expectation, hopefully we get their gears going on things. So good. I, I, 90 days from me being in that seat as well and knowing what that's like, Sounds completely reasonable when you are doing, you and the content allies team are doing the heavy lifting. Like we're mm-hmm. not, <laughs> like all you need is three hours of my time plus some review and maybe a little bit of upfront stuff, but it is not a heavy lift. And three hours over the course of 90 days is not a hard, not a hard thing to ask, especially just nobody is that busy, quote unquote, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> right. Okay. So would you be willing to put in place a 90 day window where the expectation is on the sales process all the way back up to the beginning is that look, this launch package is tied to 90 days. Mm-hmm. Now it might feel a little, you know, iffy because somebody's going to have some catastrophe or issue or something. And you can always handle those in a one-off situation. If somebody really gets to the end and honestly had a legitimate life-changing issue mm-hmm. that they had to deal with, that's okay. But for the 99% of the rest of your clients, it's 90 days and the expectation needs to be crystal clear in order to get them to move through your funnel, right? Mm-hmm. Not funnel, your, your post, post acquisition customer strategy, the very beginning pieces of that to get through that launch package in 90 days. Cause you know that if those people get through it in 90 days, they will see the benefit and they will continue working on. If they don't, then you know that they're probably not a great fit and maybe there's some other service or some other offering that might be more appropriate for them, but they're probably not going to be a great fit for this particular one. So it's almost like a testing ground in a way where you could test to see who are the clients who are going to really dig in and actually get the most value out of this, who are going to be your greatest testimonials as well. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's um, yeah. I think it's a good point when you just brought up on like, yeah, it almost like weeds out the, poor customers in a sense where I guess ultimately like I have, I guess I have some fears that like uh, someone might not close because of that or they might delay, but then it's probably a good thing because otherwise they'll sign up and then not be happy and be a pain in the butt anyway. Um, so probably prevents some bad sales from happening, eh, which can be a good thing, I guess, in a sense, because it's, it's not a nice thing to have these where I'm just like, we're just holding someone's like basically $4,000 and like, we're doing nothing like (laughs) it's not a nice feeling. So, yeah, no. And, and that's exactly right. And the, those people who are not comfortable committing, you know, call it five hours because it's three hours interviews and a little bit of review and feedback and whatnot. 
Anybody who's a consultant who wants to expand their word of mouth through the use of content who can't commit five hours in 90 days is not a candidate for your service. Yeah. And if they don't, you can be very clear with them on the sales side and tell them, look, when you're ready to commit this minimal amount of effort to get this massive lift on the back end, come back to us. We'd love to work with you. But until then, I'm sorry. We just we, we, we're, we need people who are committed to going through this and actually taking action because what happens is you end up spending exponentially more time prodding and poking those people. And chances are they probably come in under the wire of some deadline. I bet if you anybody who's sitting out there right now, like the ones that you said started in December or whatnot, if you gave them a hard deadline, I bet they would probably jump if it was tied to your investment will expire on March 31st or whatever. Like, hey, new program, sorry, new new rules. This is what it, I would bet. Because technically people love deadlines and, you know, whether they love them or hate them, they follow them, right? Mm-hmm. It's a natural part of human law and it's just something you can take advantage of. But without a deadline, it is really, really hard. And you and your team spend, their, spend time just prodding them. And that's frankly going to cost you a lot of money in the long run. Yep. So 90 days. Let's take a step back again. We've got this first piece, expectation set up in the sales process that this launch package is a 90-day package. Maybe even, re I mean, totally up to you, but an idea to rebrand it as a 90-day launch package. With So mm-hmm. you're continuously like, what you signed up for was 90-day launch package. Like there's no real ambiguity that it's 90 days as opposed to launch package. And then in a little sub bullet, it says this is limited to 90 days. That would be a lot harder to... Uh, continuously reinforce. But if on their yeah, invoice, yeah. you know, on your um, your documents, on your sales page, whatever, it's the 90-day launch package because we know that getting you from here to exponentially growing your word of mouth can happen in 90 days with these steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. That sounds like a, um, well, it's just a, a whole lot clearer. So that's the start of our expectation, right? And, mm-hmm. and so many times our expectations have to begin way up in the sales process and then be carried all the way through our customer strategy once they're on board. Okay, so we got 90 days in the beginning to work with these clients to get them up to the three hours of interview time in whatever form or fashion that takes and these posts and promotion, awesome. So with the people who are in there today who are doing exceptionally well, the ones who did sign up, and did go through and did make the time and did give you feedback and did get the results. What are they doing differently than the people who are struggling where they paid and then they haven't really engaged that much? I think the biggest thing we found is if we can get someone to just lock in a recurring calendar time with us, mm-hmm. like that seems to be the the differentiator because that like mm-hmm. basically just commits someone to it on an ongoing basis and they almost build a habit and routine around it. Mm-hmm. Um but like some people like they just like kind of fight that or like they'll just always claim they're too busy or stuff. But the ones that, yeah, the ones that have locked in that recurring calendar time, like that's, that's where things get really good. Good. Okay. So step number one on that post, as soon as they close mm-hmm. and as, as you go, we'll get into the details of the call and the, and how you get to work with them. But absolutely critical that we have to have a recurring calendar invite for every single sign up of the 90 day launch plan. Okay. I like that. Cool. So tell me about deal closes. Client, a consultant says, yes, I will pay you money for this. Awesome. 
what happens next? Yeah, so we just created a, uh, literally today I created an expectations page, which I'll have to do some updates on now after Good. this. But um, that kind of tries to set all the expectations, what we need to expect from them, tries to make them aware of this. Um, and so I put that together and we send over the invoice. Um, we send over an, a questionnaire, which we'll kind of customize based on anything additional that we could use insight on or um, try to get them to gather just any like previous content brainstorm if they have or anything like that. Okay. Um, and so they, they kind of go through that. And then during the onboarding call, what we do is, um, I picked this up from Explainify, uh, where they do a phenomenal job with this, but in their onboarding call, they kind of come with a deck that basically reshares everything that they heard from you in the sales process. And then in your questionnaire, and they kind of repeat that back to you a line. And so we started doing that to where, cause I realized like the sales conversation typically defines about 70 to 80% of the strategy. Mm-hmm. And then really when like we're able to go through that really quickly and just get any clarity on that. Um, and then basically we use the second half of that call typically to brainstorm and try to prioritize content topics. Um, and so that's kind of the goal or that point on that call. So the questionnaire, the onboarding call, um, and then right after that onboarding call, we are setting up currently a drip sequence to kind of welcome them and try to educate them hit more on those expectations. Um, and then we also are creating like a dashboard where they'll just have like a web page where they can see all of their content ideas, submit new ideas, similar to the metrics one, what you had when you were on the LinkedIn service. Okay. Um, as well as just kind of any prep work for or prep questions for that first interview. So. Okay, good. So in that onboarding call, um, I love the, the love the format of having the deck that reshares everything because again you're you're pulling continuity from the sales process into the post sale process. There are different members of your team responsible for this. Each of these different pieces exactly the same, just like in any SaaS business I've worked with, any recurring revenue business. Period is there's a lot of different players touching, and we have to make sure we are not just showing up and asking the customer the same question that the sales team asked a week before and look like we're disconnected, right? So we will build trust and you will build trust by playing that back in a comprehensive way. And then the second half is focused on brainstorming content topics. So in light of this new 90 day launch window, Jake, I'm curious if you look at it through the lens of you have 90 days with this client now starting from this onboarding call, what else do you think might need to be added into that onboarding call in order to set the stage for what's going to happen over the 90 days. Yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah, part of that deck, one of the, some of the things that we have added into there is we try to, we actually start off with just like, Hey, here's how the service works and what to expect. Um, probably need to update that with a 90 day piece in there too. Um, but we have been kind of doing that first, like really quickly, just like, Hey, here's expectations. Here's what we need from you. Um, and I feel like we say these things, but it like still doesn't help. <laughs> uh, What's missing when you say these things and it doesn't doesn't really stick? What do you think is missing? I have an idea, but I want to I want to ask you. Uh, I just feel like it's like they're excited at the moment, mm-hmm. and then like as soon as life gets busy, it just like gets thrown on the back burner, and they they, they like don't care um, at that point. So it's like they listen then, but then just like 
it's the it just feel like like everyone tells me like contents like is never number one on your priority list it's just not <laughs> uh mm-hmm. and so like therefore like that's kind of like the biggest thing so maybe i just need to acknowledge that i don't know um but yeah yeah i think we can influence that i don't okay. i don't think we have to we can we, we acknowledge that it exists course mm-hmm. number one but i think we can influence that um so one of the, there's a couple different strategies that we can use to influence that. And there are two key pieces of this, which are psychological triggers and very, very important and relatively straightforward to integrate into the program just requires minor modification of what you're doing already. So these are goals, number one, and mm-hmm. milestones, number two. So you have the perfect setup for, we'll start with the milestones, we'll work backwards to the goals. You have the perfect setup with this 90-day launch package to have a very distinct set of milestones, right? So for example, uh, there are three hours of interview time. One of the milestones that you might have and might want to recognize and be able to track is the when the first hour of um, interview time is complete. Because you know that if the first hour is complete, it's going to be easier to complete the second hour. It's going to be easier to complete the third hour, right? Mm-hmm. So you might use milestones as a way to recognize there's a milestone for each hour of interview time complete, and there's a milestone for all three hours of interview time complete, mm-hmm. okay? So one of the keys in helping to shape what priority level this lives at within the consultant's mind, within your client's mind, is laying out the milestones of how we're going to get through this 90-day period. Because if we simply say you have this time, it's available to you, even if you get a recurring invite, it's still, frankly, work. It's just stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it, we, we always want to show forward progress. And so milestones are the single greatest way to mark that progress. And if our customer is always making progress, then they're always going to be engaged and more willing to continue to work with us. Now, the way we do that and achieve these milestones is through the use of goals. So a small psychological twist in the word goals. Everybody in the world gets things done as the result of having goals, period. Right? Anything on the personal side, professional side does not matter. The single greatest driver in getting things done is setting a goal and working towards it. Right. I'm sure mm-hmm. you would agree with this on the entrepreneur side. Right. Nothing happens without having a goal. So what we need to do is create jointly owned goals with your client so that when you work towards them together, then you can achieve the milestones. And the goals are as simple as just reframing the things that you're going to have them do, just attaching a goal to it. So instead of um, the questionnaire, you said you send over a questionnaire. Okay, goal number one for this week is to fill out this questionnaire, send it back to us. Pretty simple, right? Mm-hmm. That is a lot more compelling and a probably 95 plus percent greater chance of completion than here's a questionnaire, we'd like you to fill it out and send it back to us. Mm-hmm. Right? Very small tweak, but because it's attached to a goal, and that goal is attached to supporting the accomplishment of a milestone, it can be a much more compelling event and much more things. Now, the overarching thing on all of this is this is a project management exercise, which you and your team are going to become increasingly better at over time. You have 90 days. 
over time, you should know where, how long it takes people to get from goal one to goal two and goal two to three and three to four and milestone one to milestone two to milestone three. So that there is a 90 day map essentially, which you know is the best practice way for if you get, you know, maybe it's milestone one of the first hour of, of content that came from the interview is published by the end of the fourth week, which is month one. Then the second one is month two and month three. Maybe it's two week chunks, whatever it is. There is a ideal way for this to get done or maybe one or two paths that could happen. And it's all laid out in advance so that the consultant doesn't have to think about anything. All they need to do is agree and say, yep, I sign up for that goal. And they know that if they accomplish that goal, that will lead them to this milestone, which will lead them to this exponential growth in word of mouth, which will fill their pipe and they'll never run dry of leads. Let me pause there for a second and, and get your take on the goals and the milestones and we can work this in a little bit more detail. Yeah. So I like that because I, I guess like we're, one of the things that I was just thinking about is like most of the time when someone signs up for a launch package, even in the sales conversation, we've got a pretty good idea what those first few pieces of content will be. Good. And so I think it's like very realistic to even in that sales and in that onboarding to say, hey, our targets can be to hit these three pieces. Like we're going to create these, you know, three or these four pieces over the next um, 90 days. And like, this is going to be valuable because this is going to help your business in X, Y, Z way. Um, milestone number one, like we're doing this on the onboarding call was when we're discussing this is like, Hey, schedule your first interview. Cool. You did that. Hold the first interview kind of prep notes for it and stuff like that. And then like it's, I think just kind of, I guess, setting that up there. And I, I'm almost even thinking on like, I don't know if I like on the dashboard, if we even just have like a checklist of those milestones or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could really easily see that being kind of, a um, something we could easily set up with that where it's just like, you know, these are the, you know, just pieces and we just check those off as we go through the process kind of thing. The, and I, I think you could go even a step further by if you already know the three key topics that are going to be covered in those first few um, interviews and posts, Mm -hmm. you could build the timeline for those at that during that onboarding call. Mm -hmm. And by that, I would ask the client like, okay, these are the core topics you want to cover. This is like your cornerstone type of content. Which one's most important? Mm -hmm. Oh, this number one, this, this one's definitely number one. Okay, cool. That's going to be the first one. We want to hold that interview within the next two weeks. Which day is appropriate for you? Mm-hmm. Well, schedule it right then and there. Great. Topic number two. This, which one's next most important? Okay, here. All right. We're going to do that in the second half of the month after that so that we can publish that by the sixth week of our engagement. Topic number three. We're going to do that in the eighth. So it's like becomes very, very specific as to the individual steps that are going to happen Um, at that very beginning onboarding call when you're laying this all out. So if they leave that call with one, solid understanding of how everything's going to work, two, a timeline booked in their calendar for their activities and things they have to do, um, and three, like they'll frankly breathe a little sigh of relief because all they have to do is show up and talk, which is probably Mm -hmm. what they're pretty darn good at doing anyways, right? And we have to take that heavy lifting away from them and trying to figure out scheduling and think about them and go to them and say, and just stair step them through the process of how are you going to get from here to here to here? These are our goals. And as a a recap, and as a result of achieving those goals, we will hit these milestones by, you know, the 80th day. And that gives us a brief, a little bit of 10 day window 
to make sure that if there's any issues or scheduling challenges that we have enough buffer to deal with. Yeah, I like this. And um, one of the things I think that you said that just kind of, I guess, like stuck out to me. Um, it's just like, yeah, the like I'm just kind of looking at this and just even having just a yeah, schedule interview, revised draft, published a website. Like those are the three milestones that each person needs to go through. And I think uh, like the, the point of just whenever you asked like what makes people work well and it's like when they schedule. And I think one of the challenges is we've been pushing the scheduling to the end of the call and everyone's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'll schedule later. I'll schedule later because we're doing it in the last, you know, five to 10 minutes of the call. And I think we need to push that to the front. And if the brainstorming doesn't get done, then like we have another brainstorming call. But like we know that that scheduling is the most important thing. Um, and so I think that that's like a really like key revelation is like the scheduling needs to happen at the front of the call, not the back of the call. I agree with you 100%. And so you have a couple options there. You can bump that to the front and see how much you get through the rest of the call. Is this onboarding call, is it usually an hour? Uh, usually an hour. And it's, if we're really diving in, like it's, we can typically get through it, but it's sometimes it's it, we, we, we sometimes will do another brainstorming call if someone's long winded and uh, we feel like we don't feel like we got a good brainstorming in. So here's, so here's another alternative as a way to break up the activities that you need the consultants, your client to focus on. Mm-hmm. One is to have a logistics um, project planning call. Okay. It's like 20 minutes, maybe it's 30, maybe it's 15. I don't know how long it would take to get through that. But literally the only goal is to walk through the definition of those goals and the timing and the interviews and have calendar invites sent with Zoom links and the whole deal. And by the end of that, however long that takes, whatever's the right amount of time, all scheduling is done. Mm -hmm. The second, then you could have a separate, you know, the content focused onboarding call which is a completely different context. And that's why I say you have an option to break these two up because they are frankly very, very different things. And your brain is thinking very differently when you're trying to plan and do calendar and logistics and create a project plan than it is when it's trying to come up with the most important content areas and brainstorm ideas and things like that. And so if you break those up, chances of success on both sides go up because you're not trying to combine the two and switch context too many times. Yeah. I do like that. I think that that's an interesting thing. And if it may almost makes that first onboarding just seem like it's a 30 minute call, it's like less intimidating to get onto, get some in there. Um, And, you know, we, if we, if we can just make sure we get all those scheduled, because like that's, it always takes a lot of time, but like it's just like, like, as you said, like that was just like a revelation from this call is like, I can just get them scheduled, things are good. <laughs> so, right. yeah, that's right. Absolutely. And one of the one of the things you schedule is going to be that content brainstorm call, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So you so you you're, you are taking the the lowest lift possible, which is here's here's the, what this call is going to cover. We're going to walk through and create a project plan for the next ninety days. When we leave this call, you will have goals, milestones, dates, calendar invites, Zoom links, and all you have to do is show up. Yep. That's it, right? Don't worry about anything else. We will take care of everything else after that. And you might find that you can get this done in 30 minutes. Maybe it's 20, 25, whatever it is. Um, as you refine this and get better and better and send are able to just send them, here's the list of things we're going to schedule. Just mm-hmm. so you're aware, you don't need to do any thinking ahead of time, but just aware of this. These are all the pieces of the puzzle. And we're just going to be lining up calendars, agreeing on goals and targeting mm-hmm. milestones. And the best part about the milestones and the progress we were talking about is you get to celebrate them. 
Mm-hmm. So when you a client reaches milestone number one, that's a monstrous opportunity to do something fun. Um, you know, whatever's culture specific to content allies. I know you guys have some things that you love to do that are a little bit, you know, out of off the beaten path or different, not generic. Hey, congratulations on reaching milestone one email, you know, something fun that is unique to how you all operate, you know, whether that's a mention on a social post or a, even a share on something else, whatever it is, or maybe even there's a physical card that gets sent to the customer congratulating them on their taking that monstrous first step towards content, being a content, becoming a thought leader, mm-hmm. right? So that's, that's the fun part is as they progress and as they make progress, we get to reinforce that. And that's all going to continue to help reinforce the continued operations and engagement with you over time. Nice. I like that. Okay. So we talked, we've taken a step back. We talked about the 90-day piece, uh, kind of putting in the time bound. We talked about breaking up the initial first call with the client potential to break it up, but really the solid objective, the most important thing first is to get the scheduling done so that you and your team, I mean, this helps plan their work and their load and their timing. So that's going to help everybody's operations on your side. And it helps the consultant because they now know exactly when to show up and what to do. Um, And separating that from the brainstorming call, which is purely more of a blue sky, kind of bigger picture thinking kind of thing. And so you have enough space for each of those. And then having clearly defined goals and milestones for that first 90 days so that you can hold accountability. So you cannot hold accountability as evidenced by your current clients who have lapsed in their engagement if you do not have an agreed upon plan. So this goals and um, the goals and milestones, this might take the form of maybe it is just a Google Doc with the outline piece. Maybe it is a dashboard. But the key is you have to assign dates to it. Mm-hmm. And when you assign dates to it and the customer knows that and your team knows that when your team reaches out, the goal is not, hey, how are you doing? Do you have time to interview this week? Because the answer is always, no, I don't. I'm super busy. I'm traveling. I'm doing whatever, right? Mm -hmm. The reach out is centered around the goal. Hey, our goal, number two, of recording our first interview is coming up or is about to happen or you just canceled the meeting. Mm -hmm. If we don't stay, if we don't achieve or uh, we don't get on the line and we don't accomplish this goal, our entire 90-day plan is off track. Mm-hmm. Right. One thing consultants hate is being off track. Right. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you've been there. I've been there. If you ever fall behind on a client deliverable, it does not feel good. And so you're using that same psychology to help keep them on track. And then your team's um, connections with them are really about keeping them on the critical path of this project plan and not letting them slip. And that is a huge, huge bonus because they will that drives accountability because that is the op, the uh, environment that they're typically operating in, which is they have to run projects, they have to uh, adhere to deadlines, and they have to have deliverables. And you're mm-hmm. doing the same thing, just having them be the client instead of being in the consultancy. Nice. I like that. Yeah. That's a good way to frame it. I, yeah, I like it. Good. So um, let's talk about... As we transition to the end of 90 days, let's say we fast forward a little bit and you get some new crop of people in and they go through this 90 days and they follow your project plan and they get to the, the right place. Now let's talk about the, the post that, 
right? So in the beginning, you told me that there is they have an opportunity to purchase either hours of interviews or um, at one-off or in chunks of, of time. So in this 90 days, we have this great window where we have almost complete control because we've put time bounds on this. So I'm curious, coming out of this new 90 days, what do you see as the potential to engage these consultants after that 90 days in a way that can help us keep the momentum and keep them moving forward? Yeah. So, um, I think like the, the, one of the best opportunities we have is just like to reach back out and that's when like the sales conversations can be reengaged. And I've been doing a good job of this cause I've just been like basically just kind of billing the one off like hours, but I know that there's opportunity to say, Hey, like you can get a discount if you just purchase, you know, like commit for the year kind of thing. Um, and then probably need to do another strategy or project planning with that. Um, to realign goals for the year. But I feel like that's a good point to like realign goals with them and then also try to get them to commit to, you know, another three months, uh, six months or, you know, 12 months out. So here's an idea. What if you offered the, the post 90 days in 90 day chunks? The reason being that one consultants typically, I mean, operate in 90 day chunks period. It's very easy, right? A lot of projects are a quarter long. There's four quarters in a year. It's pretty straightforward. Somehow naturally the laws of the consulting universe tend to align with that. Right. Um, And what we've talked about in this first 90 days is that we have to drive some massive accountability. And if you go from massive accountability to massive no accountability, poof, they're going to disappear. I can almost guarantee, right? (laughs) Just like the ones who have struggled today. They're going to disappear. So if you can shape your offerings in such a way that you are instilling accountability in them, that could give you a tremendous opportunity to keep them moving forward in the exact same paradigm that they are moving forward in that first 90 days. So it's not a huge change in terms of their experience with content allies. Cause the worst thing is to be like, feel like you make so much progress in 90 days and then, Hey, you have an opportunity to purchase more hours. Oh, I'll get to that later. Cause there's no more, there's, there's no more timeline, right? Everything just goes back to the way it was. And they'll look back in like six months and be like, man, I know I made so much progress. Why didn't, why am I not making progress now? And sometimes the simple act is nobody else is holding me accountable. And so if you are packaging things in 90 day chunks, or maybe there is an option to do a six month chunk, that's fine. But minimum 90 days, as opposed to an ad hoc one off, then you could keep that exact same modality of working with the clients and they will probably thank you for it as my guess. What do you think of that? Yeah, I like it. That's, um, yeah, it's just super interesting. I mean, it's, it's also, it's great for us cash flow wise. It makes more sense. And it almost gives me a chance to kind of like, or I guess like whoever eventually is running sales, like to come back in, like realign on those intentions and just like keep reiterating that. And it's, it's interesting where, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, cause most people have struggled with outsourcing content and like, we're able to just say like, you know, our approach on thought leadership is we do interviews and this is why. And like the more we're able to just say like, we even did like the, we have a 30 day revision window where it's like, Hey, you don't give us revisions once we deliver a draft within 30 days. Like that's, that's the it, like where then you get the article as is, unless you want to pay us, you know, $50 an hour to revise it. 
because it's a pain for us when someone goes dark for two months and then comes back. So I feel like setting these limitations and almost just using like this is this is a collaborative thing and we put these limitations in place to hold you accountable and to get you moving. So it's collaborative. There is just as much skin in the game on your side as there is on theirs. And that is why you have to package this in 90 day chunks because hey, people get busy. That's okay. But every 90 days, we're going to set a project plan for the next 90 days, right? How great would that be to always know three months out at the beginning of a quarter or middle of a quarter, wherever you start that what your content plan is and to have it running essentially on autopilot, you know, at most, what, like 16 ish, $20,000 a year. I mean, for a consultant who's billing it is at a high rate to, for that to exponentially grow their word of mouth as a drop in the bucket compared to the new business that they will generate. So with your sales team and whoever's responsible for the next 90 days, you know, probably around the maybe, I don't know, 70, 75 day mark, I would ha- institute a, in, um, some form of a review process, maybe, maybe closer to the 80 day mark. I'm not sure you, you want to test it out and see there's not too much time before the end of the 90 days and not too little as well. And essentially all this is designed to do is to review the tremendous progress that you made. So you're going to take all the material you've already been tracking, all the goals, all the milestones, the shares, likes, impact of the content, right? How much content was produced, all the all the articles that, so you already have all of this. So it's just putting that inside of a deck or presentation and reviewing it with the client and then making telling them, here's how the next 90 days is going to work if you're going to continue working with us. We do the exact same thing just like before. And if they've had a great experience, they loved achieving those goals, they loved hitting those milestones, they're going to say, yeah, please sign me up and I will pay right now for the next 90 days. You got to put the deposit down or pay in full or by whatever date your, you know, anniversary or your uh, turnover date, whatever it is. Um, so that could give you a really great way to engage, to have that review. Cause every quarter you want to review with every single client anyways, just given the nature of the work and see where you can improve and to change. And this gives you a perfect opportunity to hold them accountable to the next 90 days. If they say, no, no, you know, I, I don't really think I can do that. Then you get to ask the question, well, so what's your content strategy going to be for the next 90 days? And they're going to fumble and say, I don't have one. Say, great. So if you go 90 days and you don't get a new lead from a word of mouth referral, what's going to happen to your business? And they're going to get that pit in their stomach, which hurts <laughs> real bad. <laughs> they say, I need some help. And they say, great, we can sign up right now. And you don't have to pay until, you know, whatever your turnover date is. And we'll get you taken care of for the next 90 days. And then it's just a rinse and repeat on that 90 day cycle, which can feel become like a really nice comforting thing and it's all executed and the plans all there and they don't have to think about it. Nice. I like that. Yeah. That, that whole process just feels way better than just the ad hoc thing and just kind of sending it over to my content strategists and being like, make them happy so that they keep buying more. Like that's kind of like what we're doing right now. So, uh, yeah. uh, right. yeah, this is, it's a cool way. Cause I, I, I like that. And in, again, I think this urgency thing will be good as we've, we've seen some people around like, they got through that and around article four and then like, it's just like, they just went cold and it's yeah, just like, what? Absolutely. <laughs> they're like happy. They like everything. They've complimented us, but then like they just disappear. So they'll probably even give you a testimonial. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what you just described there is the, is the perfect differentiator between kind of an, an ad hoc 
process and an approach to dealing with customers and a comprehensive customer strategy. In the ad hoc way, it was do everything possible, make them feel good and hope that they buy more. And in the customer strategy way, what you're saying is, I know how to make you successful. I'm the expert here. We do this more than anybody else in the world. We think about how to make consultants, thought leaders more than anybody else in the world. And based off of all our experience working with clients, taking them from this early stage place to this authoritative you know, social position, there are key things that have to happen and you have to plan and execute on a 90-day basis. And if you do that, I guarantee 100% we will see exponentially greater results in terms of your inbound lead flow and your awareness in your industry, ability to speak at conferences, elevation of your message, blah, 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 right? You took the, um, the driver's seat there and said, I got you covered. And now I have you covered for a long, long, long period of time because this stuff takes time, right? But I got you. That's it. And they're going to say, thank goodness you took care of this for me <laughs> because I don't have to think about it, right? I just pay a check every quarter and it's just a normal expense and it's really not a big deal. And I just show up and I do my calls and I do my thing and then I'm freed up to do all the other great things that I do on a normal basis. Huge difference. Yeah, I like this. This this is awesome. You're the man, Nils. <laughs> hey, <laughs> thank you, Jake. Um, so what do you think? So if you implement this strategy of, of bounding this to 90-day chunks in the, in the launch strategy first and then the post-launch strategy and continue to sell essentially a 90-day um, you know, package, what do you think is really possible for content allies over the next 12 months? I mean, like, ultimately, if like this gets... Like if this even like, you know, were to say like double like the amount of the customers that actually go through the full launch package and then also retain and stick around, like, I mean, that easily takes our LTV from like 4,000 up to 16,000 a year. And we've already got, you know, like 39 active customers. So like, you know, if that if this works on even a large number of those, um, like that's pretty significant. And I think the other really like, what I like about this is it just gives us like um, almost from like a, a entrepreneurial standpoint, like it just gives you like chunks to like test things with someone where you're just like, Hey, we're not committing to this forever, but here's what our plan is for the next 90 days. And maybe we try something new with the service to see if it helps them or stuff like that. So it's, it's an interesting way to sell and kind of approach things. So I, I, I like that angle a lot. So. Good. That is, I mean, that's a monstrous growth in customer revenue what the single greatest output of a comprehensive customer strategy is. So that is wonderful to know that that is ultimately what's on the line and what's possible and 100% completely attainable given, you know, what I know about you, your business, where you've been, what we talked about today. And overall, you're already doing this work. It's just a little bit of formalization in a couple of these key areas and can turn the screws on this and, and have a monstrous impact. So that's really, really fantastic. So um, wrapping up, kind of taking way, way back to the 50,000 foot view, what's the biggest takeaway you're going to have from this conversation? I think the biggest thing is to just put these 90 day time windows on our customers to create that sense of urgency and position that in a way that uh, we know content's not your number one priority. And we put these time limits on because you know it needs to get done, which is why you're hiring us. And this is going to force you to actually prioritize it and make it get done. It's going to move it from the bottom of your priority list to keeping it up top because you, you're you hiring us because you know it's valuable. 
And so this is the way that it's going to actually get you to do it um, and whatnot. So I think that's, yeah, imposing those limitations. I've almost been like afraid to do it. But now that I realize it's beneficial for the customer, I think that's like the biggest thing. And that just changes the whole frame on how we sell and deliver. So awesome. I love it. And that, that, you are also intimately tied to that 90 days from a performance standpoint too, right? So you're telling the customer, this is how it's going to rise up in your priority. And by the way, we're, we have a, as much skin in the game as you do, because if we do not deliver the results that we promise and the things we promise in 90 days, you're not going to be a client of ours. So it's on us to be not, you know, dragging this out and thinking over time and we already got your money and whatever. No, we want results for you within 90 days. And we put the pressure on ourselves to do that. And that's why we will continuously iterate. And in future 90 day chunks, we're going to introduce new things and different things because we're always trying to figure out how in 90, a 90 day span can we increase the amount of return that you get from your investment with us, right? And so then it, it balances it out a little bit and says so not just about driving their activity, it's also about driving your team's activity. Yep, that's true. Yeah, it's a, it aligns, kind of just keeps us both motivated to, to make it successful in that window. So I like it. Wonderful. All right, Jake, well, it was awesome talking with you today. Uh, please, let's keep in touch. I would love to hear how this new 90-day window goes and uh, all the wonderful things that I'm super excited for that are going to happen for you and Content Allies coming up. Awesome. Thanks for having me on here. This was insanely valuable, so I appreciate this. My pleasure. Take care. There you have it. Another great episode of the Customer Strategy Podcast. What you've just heard is representative of what I do all day, every day work with my clients to help them through the biggest customer strategy challenges that they face. If you'd like to get this kind of help in your business, the next step is to apply to work with me. The process is very simple. All you need to do is go to glide, G-L-I-D-E, consulting, LLC.com forward slash apply. You'll be asked to answer a series of questions. And these questions are really designed to help me understand if I can help you and if we're a good fit to work together. After that, we'll get on the phone and have a conversation and talk about what I envision is the game plan to work for you. From there, you can either take that information and run with it, or we can talk about working together to put that plan into action. Again, the link is glideconsultingllc.com forward slash apply. Go ahead and do that now, and I look forward to the opportunity to work with you. If you'd like to get more information about how to build or improve the customer strategy in your business, you can download my free customer strategy method blueprint by going to glideconsultingllc.com forward slash blueprint. Simply enter your information, get immediate access to the blueprint, and receive a step-by-step -step guide to the most important areas that you have to cover. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, I'd love the opportunity to speak with you and help you work through some of the biggest challenges you face when it comes to your customer strategy. In order to be a guest, simply go to glideconsultingllc.com forward slash guest. Fill out a few questions to provide us with some context and we'll get you on the list. I look forward to having the opportunity to speak with you in the future. Until the next episode, this is Nils Vinya signing off and reminding you to serve your customers with passion.